What's up, Florin family? Welcome to the huddle. We come at you every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central to discuss maintaining Ford progress in your flooring career. With me today, as always, is Daniel and Jose Gonzalez from Preferred Flooring up in Michigan. We got some special guests today. We got Jerry Lee, Sonny Callahan, and Beth Miller. I'll let you guys go through and uh, do a brief introduction here. You want to start us off there, Jerry? Yeah, appreciate you guys having me. So my name is Jerry Lee. I uh, work with Protect All Commercial Flooring. Been in the industry for 22 years. Not only worked with vinyl flooring, but uh, also some resinous and poured floors also. But uh, very good. Very glad to be a part of this today. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Beth? Hey, everybody. I'm Beth Miller with FCI Magazine. I'm the managing editor, and I get to spend every day talking to you lovely people so it's kind of nice to actually be on the other end of the camera <laughs> well welcome aboard glad to have you nice sunny yeah hey everybody appreciate you having me on paul sunny callahan um uh, founder of divergent adhesives but also more importantly the founder of nafct along with paul pleshak and uh we're here to talk about how we can educate everybody in the industry and pull us all together. So I appreciate you having us. Awesome. Well, welcome aboard. Uh, so today's uh, topic is uniting the flooring industry. And we were talking offline here just a moment ago about how that that could probably be a, be a four-hour podcast because there's so many uh, different uh, realms in the flooring to unite. But in general, I the, the topic is aimed at <clears throat> For me, I see the biggest divide being we go to, say, a show and you see all these beautiful flooring products there and everybody's doing and on. And you, I've taken a few people to their first show at coverings or something like that. They get pretty big eyed, didn't understand the flooring industry was as big as it is. Uh, and then I always point out, like, all that pretty stuff doesn't matter if you don't have somebody who's going to put it in professionally like it just doesn't matter it it you'll take this beautiful product and make it look like you know make it look like hell for lack of a better word so you know the biggest divide i see is manufacturers make stuff distributors distribute stuff the flooring companies buy it and then need labor but there's there's been over the last Oh, I, I don't know. I guess it could be up for argument's sake, so, uh, at least a decade or two where uh, the flooring installation community kind of falling from grace from a quality's perspective. Uh, I asked the question many times and I could pose it to this panel, but if you either know people that installed back in the 40s and 50s or um, did it yourself, I often ask the question, was the installation quality, the craftsmanship better then or now, just as a whole? And it was, it's hands down. I mean, we know the answer. It's kind of rhetorical, but they were so well-trained and most were employee installers at a flooring company of some sort. And today those dynamics have changed. It's split the industry a bit. And uh, so that's what we're here to talk about. That was a long introduction. Let's get it on. <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> no. So what do you guys think of uh, from a training aspect? I mean, we don't have a flooring college. Uh, we're just kind of now getting a very introductory level course that's been kind of um, inserted into different community colleges. What do you guys think of these approaches? You no, might... I, I think it's great. Uh, if you guys don't mind me, I'll go first. Uh, I, I think it's great. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this panel. I'm thinking about all the people who are listening chances are I've met you through an association, right? So get involved with the group that's closest to your uh, uh, your goals and ambitions in the industry, right? So, uh, you know, most of you guys are through FCICA. I've met you, CFI and other groups like that. But being able to take the time and, and, and it's not even the training for me, it's the networking get to get to know the people that if you do have a problem on a job site, you know who to call right it's the you know it's if, if you don't know the answer you know the person to call to get the answer and i think a lot of people misunderstand what training is at that point um they think well okay i got the certification i should make twice as much as what i'm paying that doesn't necessarily equate to the same thing right it's the ease of making your job better 
Yeah, good points. I think training is <clears throat> because of the siloed nature of it uh, in our industry. I think the advice you just gave of finding the association that closest fits your, I don't know, your sure. skill set, whether it's tile or carpet or whatever, there's an organization for each one. And then getting involved is the key. As installers, if you're an independent installer, you are your company. You are a company and you you getting involved is a big piece of, I think, healing the industry in a lot of ways. Um, but anyway, yeah, great point, Sonny. How about you, uh, Jeff? Jerry? Jerry. Oh, I'm sorry, Jerry. Jeff, Well, I figured it was me because uh, I didn't see a Jeff on the call. But, um, you know, that training's been a, um, a difficult dynamic for us. Uh, one is, you know, there's a lot of times that, that we set up and host classes and, you know, we arrive to do a two day session and, you know, installers get called out to the job. So then are we getting the right people into those? And, you know, I get it. Everybody's busy and, you know, due to labor shortages. So we've done some things to try to accommodate uh, just to, you know, beyond deposits and things like that, but really to to make it intriguing and, uh, you know, to get the right people in. But, you know, for us, it's a training isn't one session. It's uh, it's follow up six months later, touching, you know, welding again and uh, some of the, the more detailed items just to make sure that it's stuck after that two day class. So it's uh, you know, we've expanded our training force in the last year just just so we can make those extra touches and keep expanding on it. And, you know, we just did a contractor focus group. And when we do get those groups together to try to bring in other resources to talk about adhesive and prep and some of those types of things. So training is one of the most important things that we do. And, uh, you know, we're continuing to think of creative ways, especially after the pandemic, when people didn't want us to, you know, we couldn't be face to face. So we started some virtual sessions, but now getting back to that face to face, but expanding on all those so we can just continue to keep that knowledge going. And uh, we're still looking for good ways to make sure that, you know, the, the classes are attended when we get there. And uh, we don't have the, the, the best answer yet, but um, continuing to kind of dive into those topics with my group and uh, come up with better ways. When you do the <clears throat> your guys' training, do you guys train on um, the floor prep side of things ahead of or is it pretty focused on it's It's pretty itself? detailed on Protectol. Um, we're starting to get into more of the floor prep. But one of the the other uh, suggestions that we've had from some of the people on my team is when we do one of those, we have somebody from a tool manufacturer come in. We have somebody from a prep manufacturer come in just to to try to make the best of that and bring that extra knowledge to those groups. And we've had some success with it. It's still not where we want it to be, but we're making efforts around that. So it's it, but then you're always up against the the time factor because now you're bringing in, you know, it's full two days could roll into three, but we're trying to do that in a condensed fashion just to, to uh, offer that extra bit of knowledge beyond just the protect all side. Yeah. That's unite. That's, that's a form of uniting is, and I know Sonny, you do this a lot with the NFA, NFCT uh, is NAFCT. Maybe. Sorry. <laughs> uh, J Jeff's with us and he'll, he'll, he'll back me up on that one. Uh, the Jeff? is uniting these different, uh, manufacturers to because everybody's products got to play together right? And, right and figure out how that works um, and sometimes you just don't know so it's it's great for those trainings to be um, together but outside so of outside of training how how you know I know it's the one time we can all get together and that seems like uniting but how do we unite the industry overall to uh, really back the training entities um, in a meaningful way. I know there's some successes out there and some of you guys can speak on this better than myself, but I thought I'd pose the question, you know, how, how, how is the manufacturing, I know they're, you know, um, involved with the FCEF and, and um, a lot of the other associations, but Still seems to me like training is still like put on the back burner for stuff. And it just, it blows my mind. I'm an old installer. So like I installed Protectol. I've in, installed a lot of sheet goods and resilient products where kind of I lived. And it just still seems like 
uh, it's the for it still seems to be forgotten a bit. I don't know. For me, I think it starts with the manufacturers, right? These manufacturers are starting to bring just what, well, like what Jerry said, they're starting to bring more people in to start training again. Well, if you have one person training this way and another person training the other way, you've got to make sure they're teaching the best practices, right? So what we've done is we've created the curriculum so that the technical department can have the curriculum to standardize what all these different companies are teaching, but we also allow them to be product specific. So we've all been to association presentations and they're talking about the self-leveler, the patching compound, the this, where the manufacturers can teach the correct curriculum or at least a standardized curriculum and then plug in their product. You get sales and marketing and you get technical. Well, guess who gets the money? Sales and marketing gets the money, right? So if we can combine the two together, we've seen a lot of success with having people go through the class and and, and just standardize it. But again, I think having a manufacturer involved is, is key to success. Well, Beth, you talk to manufacturers a lot. What's the, does installation come up? Uh, all uh, I want to preface that it with. It comes up if I ask. I was going to say, I was going to preface that with uh, every, or, every magazine I read or article, if it's not pro installer, there's like this, or we're on this kick of the labor shortage for a time. You can see it in the publications. It's like all of a sudden labor shortage comes up again and it's in every one of them. Yep. But for the most part outside that, like a, uh, uniting together to have this standardized curriculum, which I, I've always thought it was a very clever way to bring in manufacturers and and get a training that each one trains on their products a specific uh, and standardized way. And that's, that's a great way to use product demos, which, you mm -hmm. know, I know you elongate those, not just a product demo, but still like the set and your sales reps and people like that can get involved and it comes out of different pots at the manufacturing. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we, we've all heard about solution-based selling. This is solution-based training. That's all it is, right? We teach what can go wrong on the job and in our manufacturer, our educational partners, they teach how to use their products to fix that problem. Because if I just, if I teach you how to use my product, what did I just do? I just sold you my product. Yeah. So you're well, kind of touching both big, ends. Yeah. That's one of the big complaints with installers. Uh, we did, we've done uh, multiple surveys. Uh, the number one reason installers are not certified. That was the question we asked. Why are you, uh, are you certified? If not, why? That's basic the survey. Number one reason, I don't know where to go. Number two reason, it doesn't make me any more money. And number three reason, they just do not think it makes them any better. They don't see any value in it whatsoever. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of plays all to this, you know, in my opinion, we need to start uh, really having a higher expectation of, yeah. of the manufacturer to continue to work with these things and the installer to take advantage of the, the, the training. I mean, Jerry can't train, you can't train. I mean, Beth can't put out training um, topics and, and locations without the training happening and installers participating. So the installer participation piece is, is another one that just, I don't know how to fix it perfectly other than what I'm doing at Go Carrera, which is, you know, giving them lasting value. But that third one, that third point was, well, yeah, say Forbo. It's it's great if I'm installing Forbo, but outside that, it doesn't give me any value. Well, if you've installed before and ever messed with Forbo or been through one of their trainings, you know that just going to, even yeah. if you don't get the certificate, just <laughs> going to the Forbo training. Now, I don't know where that's at at this moment because I know they pulled back on that. And Yeah, they have a great class. I hope yeah, they, it makes you a better installer. They really put it does. back forward. Protect All's class is another good example. We've sent three or four installers to, to Michigan for that. Um, but th the thought process is it's great when I'm installing that floor. It doesn't make me anything else unless I'm bidding on installation for that product what Go Career does just give them lasting value. So that's our attempt at like making these trainings mean something long-term. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that that's one of the, you know, the industry told us 
the installer said, well, we don't see the value. You know, we don't know where to go. So they've told us what <laughs> problems to fix. Uh, we got to unite together to try to fix those. That's my two cents. But I, I, I kind of want to interject that? on that. I want to interject on that for a second real quick. I, I, sorry to interrupt, guys, but uh, uh, the they, they don't see any value and it doesn't make them any more money, right? So you're probably right in the sense, but if that's the, if that's where you're going to stay mentally, that you, then you probably don't need to make more money. You probably don't deserve to make more money. Um, and you, um, the trainings and the certifications don't make you more money. They make you more valuable to yourself and to the industry. So exactly. in turn, you can generate additional revenue, right? You might not make more money per square foot, but your failure rate is going to decrease. And then the phone calls that you get because of your success rates and the high-end work you kick out is going to increase, which in turn could could dictate uh, the your value a little bit more. Now you're more valuable to the industry, to your local people, and you can bump your, your rates up a little bit because you are valuable. So well, just put the know, skills to, like you said, put the skills to work that you that you learned and you will make more money. That's yeah. That just, like I, maybe not the day you get back from training, <laughs> you know, but several, you, you show, you prove what that, what these, the trainings you've been through, you prove what they've done for your, um, your approach and technique and, and yes. um, quality. And then you can demand more. We have guys uh, as, at Stewart Associates and installation um, companies that do absolutely fantastic work and they do get paid more by us. They're less headache. We know we're not going to have to go out to the job site as much. I mean, you will make more money. Of it. I don't know where that came from. That is just what the survey said, but the in the, so it's obvious well, that's I what I know where it came from. Standardized it came from people like me. It came from people like me that back in the day when when people said go get your certifications, like it ain't gonna do me any justice. You know, go learn something. Why? I already know how to do it. Right? I was stubborn, I was pig headed. It came from people just like me. I know exactly where it came from. And that's that that's why it's easy for me to to go ahead and, and push back on that now because it's if you guys aren't willing to invest in yourself, like I wasn't willing to invest in myself a, a while ago. I mean, it wasn't until Daniel pushed pushed me through that door, right? Like, hey, dude, we got to start doing this. It's like, dude, you're right. I don't have anything to show for 20, almost 20 years of of installation. Like, you're right. And uh, if you don't invest in yourself, you won't receive any additional funds. You won't receive anything in, in addition to what you're already making. Um, and, you know, and... Granted, some people are after the 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 large dollars. Some people are after the the long term, the longevity of their career. And, and there's there's no wrong way when you're going and getting educated and training yourself. If you want the large dollar, go get educated, train yourself, have, be, have more knowledge, right? Uh, familiarize yourself with more than one product because the the whether you like it or not, those disciplines they overlap. They yeah. overlap. The more you know about everything collectively, the better off you are. Well, um, the more the guy, the guys that know that you can send to do a tile job and then turn around and send them to do a, a flash coat shivon project, they're like worth their weight in gold. <laughs> you know, yeah. so they, they very very rare. You're very you're rare. a good example of proof that the 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 way you were, the way you did think, uh, is is flawed, right? And you change that and, yes. and look at the results. I mean, I this podcast has been here to try to expose that. If you will just take the step and get yourself to these training courses, go to Go Career's training page, go to the NAFCT's training page, go to there. There are a lot of places to go now where you can find it. You got to take the leap of faith. I just, yeah. I get what you're saying that that's where it came from, but how do we fix that? You know, how do you yeah. fix the people that believe that? And it's only education and the, a podcast like this that bring out the truth. I I made more money after I started getting certified. And this was after I started this company. It was just a <laughs> mindset shift. Well, mm -hmm. I think I, a lot of it has to do with, like he said, you know, your, your mindset and then thinking that, why do I need this? I already know how to do it. And then what happens yeah. is you go to your first class and then you learn that, you know, one or two nuggets. And it's like, I never thought of that before. And I'm never going to do it the old way again. And then it's like, well, what else have I been doing wrong? And then yeah. further in your education from there, because 
Man, I mean, what else are you missing? You got to be humble enough to say, "All right, I don't know everything." <laughs> yes. know someone that does. Well, you, yeah, don't, you know don't know what you don't know. There we go. Well, I think you know, guys, I think there's, there's two of you. Go ahead, Jerry. Oh, I was just going to say, there's some really important points in here. First one, uh, yeah, Forbo. That was my first installation class that I ever attended. I learned so much from that, and it opened my eyes to, you know, just the quality of the class. And, um, you know, I starting off an installation, I heard a lot about it, signed myself up for the class, got in. and uh, But after that, we've expanded, uh, because we've had to, uh, to, to get people interested in training. We And, and you don't want to market you know, failures and things like that. But we do talk about what can happen by not going through it. And, you know, anybody who's put in protect all, if, if they don't pay attention to the welding process, and we had one of the biggest challenges years ago when we rolled out rapid weld yeah. because everybody, you know, a 30 year old heat welder, he knows how to weld. He's not going to come to a class, learn how to put on rapid weld. And we fought that battle. But when we started to show some of that, you know, not marketing as negatively, but a poor weld, what can happen to you? But, you know, one that's that's helped us a little bit also get people interested in coming to classes is talking about bidding correctly. And, Jose, you were touching on it, um, you know, timing that it takes to weld or base and those types of things. So we, we've added in a portion that is more than just installation, but knowing how to bid properly and make sure that you're making money on it, things like that. And that's also it's helped a little bit. I can't say it's it's completely you know, it has people knocking down our doors for it, but, you know, we get good participation and people are interested in that. So we've expanded on topics like that also, which, you know, that does catch people's attention and it's, it's been beneficial. Awesome. Yeah. yeah and I think Jose and Daniel nailed it. I mean, it, it's, it's not for the instant gratification. I mean, look, just look at the two of them, look how long they've been doing training five, six years. I don't know how long ago, Daniel, that we meet at a heat weld class. Yeah, you, like five years ago. Yeah, it, it's been a while. And look at the success you guys have had. Um, but, you know, the, the biggest challenge that I see from installers when we say we want them to come to a certification course, the, their first thought is, oh, you're going to try to teach me how to install floors. That's not what I'm doing. You know how to teach. You know how to install floors. I'm teaching you better ways to do it. And if you pick up two or three or four different points at the class, guess what? That's two or three or four different callbacks you're not going to get, right? And all it takes two or three of those a year to where you're making more money, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to go fix a headache because, oh, I learned that at a class. That's making you money. So you've got to understand the principle of, you know, it's not just, hey, I want more per, per you know, per, per square foot or per yard, whatever it is. You know, I, I always tell people it's like a professional athlete, Right. You think a major league baseball player doesn't know how to play baseball? He knows how to play baseball really good. But guess what he does in between games? He practices. He trains. It's the exact same thing. You can't assume. You can't rest on your laurels. You can't assume that what you're doing is the right way or the best way. I gave a, uh, I gave a presentation last week about ASTM and ASTM standards. It's shocking that people don't know about these standards, yet when there's a complaint against your work, guess what you're going to be judged by? ASTM <laughs> standards, <laughs> right? Well, and these guys don't have it in their pocket. You should be in your toolbox right next to your hammer. Your project managers need to have it. Again, what we just said a few minutes ago, you don't know what you don't know. And when you get involved with these groups, for me, I sit down with Sim Chrysler every time I can. I think I know a lot about the industry. I sit down with Sim Chrysler. I don't say a word for an hour and a half. I listen. I learn from them. And there's people like that all through the industry that you've got to be humble and understand there's things that you can learn. I love that part. I love that part of the industry, by the way, you guys. That's my favorite. The what? The, the part where everyone's willing to share information. Yeah. That is, that's my favorite part. Like, I like to learn, right? Like, I, I like to absorb information. I, I love that part that, that everyone has about them. Yeah, especially yep. the old timers. They they're willing oh, to, yeah. to share a lot. Yep. Beth, what what do you uh So I was going to say there's two things that I think are kind of missing and I'm going to rewind just a little bit the manufacturer conversation. Um something that I stumbled across in, you know, all my dealings with everyone and all these shows that I go to. Um we all know who the manufacturers are who are involved in installation. I mean, it's pretty obvious. But if you talk to any of the others who aren't and you say, you know, so what do you think about this, you know, 
Installer shortage was not my problem. And that's been the attitude of the, the ones who aren't involved. And, and so just like you're talking about the installers trying to switch their attitude and convince them that training is worthwhile, it's going to make them better, more efficient installers, you know, how do you, you have that same problem, but with the manufacturer. So how do you convert them also, you know, to see the value in training and to see the value in in having an installer who can do an excellent job with their product and make them look better. Yeah, it's, it seems like one one thing to point out, <clears throat> it seems to be, you know, the real forefront companies do training, you know. Right. Uh, and, and, and like your, your I'll, I'll just say inventors of product, you know, the, the people who are on the, your protectals that made product and it, it has a specific way of installation specifically with rapid weld, you know, uh, your Nora, your Nora rubbers, your, your four bows, mm -hmm. and then your larger companies. And they just, they got away from training altogether, the manufacturers because of the liability. Am I right in that? Sonny, is that? That's exactly what it is. They don't want to give a certification because of the liability. Yeah, and then they even, I understood, kind of pulled back on even like completion courses. And it blows my mind. Like, yeah, that, you know, like the certificate of completion side of things. So you don't get a uh, certification, but you get a certificate of completion. Mm -hmm. But what blows my mind is that the manufacturers gave up on that so easy. I mean, some of them are not, obviously, but they gave up on that. They just wanted to wash their hands of the liability and it it's like well what about the three point i think it was last year was 3.4 billion dollars 3.4 billion in flooring failures i believe it. that that's annual if we can't fix that that and that includes moisture and when you include moisture it bumps it up there quite a bit and some of it you know you look at different uh studies or surveys but yeah, around 3.4, 3.8 billion collectively. Well, if we could lower that by half by getting by manufacturers stepping in and educating again, what what is your take, Jerry, just from the manufacturer side of things? What what is the big liability? No, no manufacturer's really been able to answer that because um if they set up a separate entity to train out of you know, I just use one of the big names like Shaw and it was Shaw Training LLC, a completely separated entity. They could do this just like a college and have no liability. When when a surgeon gets a malpractice suit, they don't sue Harvard freaking medical, right? So what what is your, um, from the manufacturer side there, Jerry, what's your take on that? Yeah, it's, it, to me, it comes back to resources. Uh, you know, luckily, I have visibility to our parent company, uh, the roofing manufacturer, and, and they, you know, they do, they have that. And, and the reason they, they're able to is because they inspect every job that goes in. Um, and that's how they, they grade their contractors. You know, for us, we're just not big enough to be able to do that yet. And uh, we tried it years ago to be able to put eyes on it and to be able to, uh, and, and it was just a major undertaking um we just weren't ready to do that yet but it's it's in conversations uh that we have quite often on how do we how do we bring back that grading system stay up on it just to make sure that you know installers are meeting the you know the five-star level that we would want them to be but uh you know we haven't figured it out yet and uh it is something that we would like to get to well i got a couple solutions for you we should talk offline <laughs> so <laughs> Having a network of in, of trusted installers across the country that can go inspect to? Well, yeah, and and the fact that uh, you know if you're protect all trained and you have that value on your hammer rating, uh, the we could you can tag the product and then you would know the level of execution for each installer who's touched your product at least on our network. So anyway, we can talk about that offline. I try not to be too salesy with Go Carrera on this, but a lot of the problems we uh, you should be you solve... should be selling it every episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, we 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 inevitably fall in and start talking about it, but you know, having a a, a full network of 
of graded installers, so to speak, scored at, at the very least. And your guys' training uh, has an impact on those people's scores. You know, we have your training on our platform. And, um, but yeah, so back to the uniting of it, that's what, from a training and then the, you know, if, if you said utopian world, it's like you get out of college and there's, or out of high school and there's some uh, inkling for you to go into flooring and there's some in, there's this welcome place. We don't have that welcome place. Like, Hey, come into our, you know, I think FCEF's trying to be that, but um, here's where you need to go first and second and third, you know, to get plugged into the industry and make sure that that training's almost from the very beginning. Um, well, there's no formalized training. It's word of mouth. That's all we have. Yeah. My uncle installs. Let me get this guy, you know, let me get my nephew to work with me. There, It needs to be, you know, and I always hear it's the chicken, who it came first, the chicken or the egg. It's like, well, we don't have the training because nobody's asking for it. Well, nobody's asking for it because you don't have the training. Right. So that that's that's one of the gaps that we need to 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 fill before we can start really getting people right out of high school to come in the installation. Because if you think about flooring, I didn't mean to cut you off, Paul, but no, you're um, good. It, it, when you when you think about flooring, especially when you come in from the installation side of it, there's no other industry out there anywhere that opens more doors from than an installer and floor covering. You can be an inspector. You can work for a manufacturer. You can have your own store. You can get in logistics because if you understand how these things fit, it, it, it's it's crazy what all you can get into. You, whatever you want to do in the industry, you can do it. You just got to look for it. But that message is not getting to people coming out of high school, coming out of college, coming out of the armed forces. We're not getting that message to them. And that's yeah. that's that's the bridge we need to gap for sure. Yeah, I think well, you got people like John Steyer who are who are trying to change that as well. I know that he's working. Oh, sure. There's a lot of groups that are trying. Yep. Uh, yeah, and, and that, uh, Crystal, baby sisters, uh, tried to educate at the local uh, high school as well uh, or, or in the area. And and I, the same thing here. You can try to get in there until we're blue in the face, but everyone is always, uh, we have a couple roadblocks, is really all it is, right? Yeah, we sure. have to put ourselves in a position where we are also glorified as some of the other trades. So that way people are made aware of, of us and, and our. Uh, and what the flooring industry has to offer as a whole, not just the installation side, but you're right, like everything else that comes along with. And and that's yeah. where it comes as a package, right, where everyone has to come together because we talked about manufacturers and how some of them don't care about training. And then you go on some of these retail groups and a lot of, you know, what's been on some of these retail groups lately is it's not our deal to train the installers or to let them know that they're worth more. If they don't know that they're worth more, I'm just going to keep on paying them. But then you get these, you know, low paid installers that can't go to training because they can't afford it and they can't pay guys what they're worth because they don't know how to charge. And it's, it's just like a vicious circle and it just keeps on doing the same thing over and over again. Um, and then, you know, I, I got a comment from Facebook from Kendall and he, he's just going back to manufacturers about, um, blaming installers and stuff like that. Um, his example was, you know, carpet delamination. They always want to blame the installers when it's not the installer's fault, but that's where you have to take into consideration. If you take some of these classes, you learn about what to look for and stuff like that. So that, that's, that's the delamination. point. And this is... Yeah document everything from all right this is i think this is a manufacturer defect this is what i'm going to document this is who i have to talk to this is who i'm going to send it to and then that way everything is a process right and these right. are things that no, you don't know because you're not talking to the right people it's it's we've been through it where we go on a job and it's like this is your guys's fault and it's like 100 it's not i guarantee it Send in and here's why. Here's why. Yeah, send an inspector out. I got pictures <laughs> from the start to the finish. Uh, what do you guys need to know? Well, that's the yep. that's that's the um, you know, it's that's the combative nature a bit between manufacturer and installation. Is it is you can almost guarantee unless you have a slam dunk claim, and I've been through a lot of claims over the years, uh 20 three, 25 years of being in business, the, the, the 
in the inspector community, um, you know, should should not. I don't like when the manufacturer uh, hires the inspector and they they come to my job. I've yet to have that turn out uh, great. Not uh, in your favor. Yeah, we yeah. very 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 rarely lose these scenarios because we do document so well. But the uh, point I wanted to bring up was your point, Daniel, that I think gets missed in training is that you start to learn what is being looked for and you can protect yourself. Uh, the nuggets that Sonny mentioned earlier that you pick up on jobs. I mean, I've had that happen like in our company. We had a, a couple of subs that on CFI, we, I, I talked them into going and getting CFI and they've been doing it. They learned from their uncle who was actually a union trained uh, installer and in resilient and carpet, I, rec I guess. Uh, they were very good installers. So they were very reluctant to go to the training. They came back and they've since went to another one. Uh, so they're all the way through C2 because they were like, I didn't even know like these, all these different little tricks that I was taught at this. Thing. <laughs> yep. You know, you just don't, like you said, Beth, yeah. you don't know what you don't know. I, I implore you guys to give the, your, yourself an advantage if nothing else, the confidence of knowing that you've been trained by industry standards. Yeah, uh, that's my rally cry to every installer all the time. Well, and, and if you don't get anything else, the people listening don't get anything else from this podcast. It's what you just said. Documentation. Me as a manufacturer, because I am a manufacturer. When I when I have a complaint and I approach the complaint. And the contractor, the installer has all the information in front of them and they're open and they're talking. This whole process goes a lot easier. It's when you're combative from day one because you don't know what you did right or did wrong. You just, oh, I didn't check it for moisture. Why should I check for moisture? It's a 50-year-old building, right? <laughs> you know what you're supposed <laughs> to do and what you're not going to do. You can actually work with a manufacturer. And I'm telling you, things are going to go better for you. Yeah, it goes yeah sunny. Yeah, Sonny, I'll jump in on that too. It uh, it helps us because you know if we ever get called to a situation, we want to figure it out. You know, we want to get everything resolved. But want. that helps us all come to what caused it, uh, not just to say, "Well, I did that." You know, bring it, show it, so we can validate it. And absolutely, uh, you know, we want to get to the root so we can correct it and make sure uh, you know there's no more issues moving forward. Yeah. Has any of those scenarios for you, Jerry, led to new training techniques within the class? Say you get on a claim and you you see that, oh, it's we probably should train on this more. Does that do those things come up? I'm just curious. That's a little absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, one that that we saw uh, we rolled out rapid well. It's uh, concave seams. So you know, mm -hmm. additional training on that. When I said earlier on that follow up uh, after somebody goes through the class, going back. Because we know if somebody lets the weld sit too long before they smooth it, it drags it out of the seam, becomes concave. So, yeah, we've uh, we've now what we call refreshers as we go back and, and we touch on those topics where we see that we need to spend extra time where maybe, you know, when the class is done, everybody's ready to get back onto the field. But, uh, yeah, there's, you know, there's certain items that we want to go back and just make sure they're comfortable. And it, it goes back to what everybody was talking about today. So the installer is comfortable when they finish. It's a good job. Everything is good. It's solid. Um, you well, know, we looks all want. Good. Yeah. Yep. Well, I I think that in general, like I want to screw this up today. You know, uh, so most <laughs> oh, installers they make a mistake. Yeah. It, or they, they, they may say they don't care. I think that happens a lot. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. I don't get paid enough. I mean, look at floor prep. I don't care. Yeah. I don't get paid enough. <clears throat> Uh, although we say this like a joke, the, the one thing that, that we do say is, uh, can't see it from my house. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think I've heard that a couple of times, and we say that about a lot of things, but it, it's more more or less a joke, right? Yeah. Well, so, I think some guys are serious about that, and then uh, my my pet peeve is hearing an installer say, oh, coat base will cover it. Coat like, base will cover it. You wouldn't have to worry about it if it was cut in tight to the freaking wall. I hear the coat base, it'll be good. Yeah, I can't do this, and here's why. ASTM 710, boom. That solves about 50% of your problems right there. 
And I mentioned it, you know, general, especially you're doing commercial work. General contractors want to minimize their liability as well. If you tell them, this is why I can't do it, it's going to fail. I don't care if you find a guy who will do it a buck a foot. It'll still fail. They're going to go with you if you can back it up. I promise you. Yeah. It, ASTM standards are in every single contract that we've got. That's right. That's you right. Can use, it, it, we use them uh, in our favor, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's we right. Don't, you uh, should. We use them in our favor. They're, that's our firepower. We use them opposite of, of what, what has been used against us. So No. Yeah. It's not preferred saying no. It's ASTM saying no. ASTM is pretty recognized. Right? <laughs> they don't. They don't like that. They, they, yep. they, nobody likes. Well, you know, according to the ASTM standards, and right here on your guys' uh, master contract, it says that I have to abide by these. But you guys are telling me not to right now. So now we have a conflict of interest here. Now That's right. I'm going to be held to these standards. If it fails, it doesn't matter what I have. And we've had the conversation a few times, but I think it's becoming few, few, and, and further in between where those conversations are actually coming up. Yeah. Well, Kendall came back with uh he said that he's documented stuff right out of the gate, taking pictures, and the manufacturers still blame the installer. Um, so well what what is like whatever certification he has, what does it matter at that point? Because he needs the shop to have his back. And he's just wondering what a good response would be, right? So ask the ask the certifying body and who certified him. Give the information to them. I'd be happy to talk to anybody through NAFCT. CFI would be happy to talk to anybody yeah, and that, and who said, look, this is what I'm going. That's what they're there for. Right. Well, and yeah, every, that's one thing. That's every, the thing. Is, go ahead. You know, they got these these numbers for uh, these associations and stuff like that. You give them a call and it's like, hey, I'm running into this. Who can I talk to? And then they give you a list of people. This is who you can talk to in this field. Yep. There's all there's always going to be bad manufacturers. There's nothing we can do about it. But I promise you, the high majority of them want you to do a good job and want to help you do a good job and don't want any problems. Right. They're going to work with you, not against you. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, when you get your first it's pretty often when a when an inspector comes out uh, that it's either going to be maintenance or installation, which you just got. He needs to just push back like. Don't take the first, don't go down on the first punch. That's the key. Yeah, and you can hire your, your own inspector, inspector and, and hire your third party inspector and have them go out and look at yeah. it and give give their opinion of it. That's, they tried to, that's another big piece. They tried to fail a carpet job that we did. And that's what the first thing we said. They were like, the inspector said, it's your guys' fault. We said, all right, we're going to hire our, our own inspector then and so go take a look at it. That was the end of that one. And yeah. then 100% the, the end of it. There was another one where the manufacturer was like, you guys did this, this, and this. And it's like, no, we, we have that documentation. You guys waited too long to, to throw the VCT down. Well, no, we didn't because you, you say that we have, you know, 10 hours to throw it down. We were in and out in less than eight hours and it's all documented. And then not only that, at, at some point it was, but you guys know that we're certified, right? Oh, oh, hold on. Yeah. Let me, let me, yeah. let me get back to you. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah that, I think that, that those, are, those are a lot of the keys where training come in and a, you know what to ask for uh, B I, I, you, you know, where you can stand and fight. Like there's certain yep. things not worth fighting for on inspection. And there's certain parts where you can dig your heels in if you know what you're doing. And not to say that, like, I think we can all agree. Most flooring failures are because of either the environment or the installation. I mean, manufacturers, I'm, they have culpability and have failures, no doubt about it, but they are making their product in a controlled environment with all these right. state-of-the-art tools. I wow. mean, they have a lot less areas where they're going to make a mistake than you are out in the field, moving this damn thing around in a, mm. in a, you know, at a school or something. So, uh, that just goes back to more training, go to training, learn where you can, um, well, first off, meet the people that we've just been talking about this whole podcast. The people you're going to meet there are going to, can save your life. I've called Jose and Daniel on stuff. They've called me on stuff. We bounce things off of each other. We have other people that we will call for advice and things like just get to know the community first. But secondly, just knowing where you can really 
dig your heels in and what what are those AS team standards? What are the installation instructions from the manufacturer? So you you can fight some of those uh, deals. But that all said, uniting um, under you know what do we have to unite under? And I think it's it's clear it's it's the installation community, the training, and then manufacturers have been making flooring forever. Um, we we can adapt to the new products and things as we are higher trained. I mean, just put some guy that's never put a large format tile down and let him go try. And it's like, <laughs> you know, if you've never been shown or properly trained on a, particularly like gauge porcelain panels, I guarantee you, you are going to have yourself a nightmare. So get trained, get involved, um, you know. It's a support group. Yeah, reach out. Anybody on this podcast, I know, um, you know, would be we we are I am more than willing. I know Daniel's more than willing. I guarantee you, Jerry being with Protect All and Sunny. Beth is with the publication, so she might might uh tell you got the reason. <laughs> she, she, yeah, she knows someone. She knows someone. She knows everyone. So you're you're That's safe right. if you reach out. But I mean We've made it known it's um, it's and it's one of the things like Dan or Jose said earlier that he's that he loves is that we are willing in this industry to help each other out. But you got to know. So the installers yeah. just got to communicate a little bit more. So well, you have to another be... point I was going to make actually is the communication side is something I've noticed. I try to go. I haven't been to any NAFCT training. So Sonny, we have to get together on that. But. Um, but something I've learned is there actually is all so much training going on, but so many people don't know about it. Uh, there's organizations being developed that people don't know about that's bringing training local to a specific area that I even know that FCEF is funding that they don't even promote. And I know everyone's overwhelmed. I know they have a lot on their plate. But until you tell everyone what you're doing, and I know people don't always want to, you know, be like, hey, look at me, look at what I'm doing, but you need to, like where we're at right now, like everyone, these young people coming up, they need to see everyone who's involved, they need to see the John Styers, all of you, they need to know who they can reach out to in their area, if they're interested I mean, because their parents are not telling them about it. We, we're coming out of a generation of parents who don't necessarily, they didn't come up through the trades. Yep. So, yeah. so what, you know, so that's at least where it needs to start is that awareness piece. But then the other side is for those of us who are in the industry is we've got to figure out how to communicate that to each other even, yeah. you know, I mean. Yeah, so we, I, I tell you what, as an as a training aggregator, which is one of the main things Go Career does, like we got we put all the trains together, we have a training page, we try to aggregate it all. There, it's still it's like getting the message out there, and then anybody reacting. I've 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 posted a few times with mixed reviews on social about a training in an area, and. It's not the comments that come back or anything that that I've taken notice of. It's the engagement of that. It doesn't get engaged with very well. I don't know why. I, I don't know the answer to that piece. But I think but, some people are just scared, man. Some people are scared to be told that that they're not doing it right. Some people are are scared of, of failure, right? They don't want to go to uh, a training or a certification and walk away saying, oh man, I've been doing it wrong. Or, oh man, that was over my head. Or I didn't pass. You know what? It's... It's not a failure if you're learning something, right? Well, you're not that, failing. If, that's you're you and you're, if you're in the audience and that's you, drop the ego and right. and, and like. And it's well, not only that. But it, here's a, here's another component, something to think about that I didn't. It just didn't dawn on me. But actually, a lot of people don't read well. Like a lot of people who've been doing this for so so long don't read well. They're not good test takers. Things like that. So let me put the word out. I didn't think you were going to call Daniel out like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. so i mean don't read that, any of my articles if that's the case <laughs> then in that situation you just need to go to the people who are in charge and just explain they will make accommodations for you so that you can get through it you know we do that with bilingual classes we try to have an interpreter yeah. there yeah and, it, yeah. and, 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 and 
like it's not only like everything that we're talking about it's also we've been in, we've been to a class where someone showed up and they're like they see us and they're intimidated they're like oh why am i here and it's like we're all here for the same thing man we're just trying to learn too and you know they they ended up leaving and it's like don't be intimidated just because you think that we're better than you, right? Everyone has something to Anybody. teach someone. I can learn something from yeah. you just as well as you can learn something from me. That's right. That's, That's right. It's the, it's the same thing. I, I did I did a, a wood wood certification years ago. Uh, the company I was working for thought it was a resilient certification. I went to a wood certification, right? I had zero knowledge at that point about wood flooring, but I went in there and there it was already paid for. And I said, you know what? It's okay. I'm in the wrong place. I said, but I'm I'm going to take I'm going to do all right. this and I'm going to pass. Right. Yep. I challenged myself. Um, and, and I did. And I did. And, and that's fine. If you know a little bit about some flooring, that's going to go a long way, no matter what, what discipline you're getting trained or certified in. But, right. And and for those people who, like Beth said, people who can't read that well or or, or are afraid to public speak or, or can't really articulate their, their words properly, it's okay. The flooring industry is blessed with a lot of hands on, a lot of, a lot of, the, the class is, is more, there is a class, there is an instructor, and maybe the ratio isn't what you want it to be or isn't what they want it to be. But I assure you that nobody is there to put you in a bad spot to make you fail. Everyone wants to see you succeed and pass. Everyone wants to see you walk out of there with more knowledge than you walked in with. And, and if you have all the knowledge, share. And that's part share. of it too, right? Because even if you don't get certified, you're still learning. It's still a win. Yep. Yeah. Well, and that's, I guess, at at the core of it is, is learn for your, you know, go to the training to learn the stuff for yourself and, you know, maybe leave the immediate gratification of making more money the next day you get certified or, um, you know, like, like Daniel said, if you're really good, go help others. I, I remember, uh, plenty there's every certification course I've been to every training I've been to there's somebody who's really good in there that's walking around helping others as they as they finish their module before anybody else uh you know it just tends to happen yeah. and nobody it's always been a friendly uh enjoyable scenario so non-competitive yeah just get 100%. out there uh expose yourself to it as as much as you can um to build your own career like we if you're a flooring installer you are your product, your knowledge, your hand skill yeah. in your head is your product. And the best way to turn that into a, a, whether you want to have just a good living or, you know, turn it into a lot of money um, is by doubling down on your knowledge. I mean, even if you go and say, um, you know, I'm going to let Jer Jerry's got to run. It looks like Jerry, you want to say a few last uh, parting words for us? Yeah, guys. Um, and I hate to cut this short because this is a great conversation, but, um, but you yeah, are on a anybody... boat on a lake, man. I mean, well, I got to go, I got to go pick up kids. Um, so <laughs> it's priorities. Uh, we got family again. No, but this is great. And uh, for anybody listening, uh, you know, man, and Beth, I think you said it, but, the resources on on this webinar and, and those out there, you know, we're all willing to help. You know, we want to create trainings that work for everybody. And we we want to put in topics that everybody wants to learn more about in addition to, because we know everybody knows how to put down sheet goods and cut and things like that. But we want to get into topics that people want to learn more about too. So, so just remember, we want to hear that and we want to know how we can do it better. Uh, so it's, you know, it's, it's accommodating to people coming in. And, and really that's, for me, I think all of us coming together, we've started a little bit of it that I shared earlier, bringing in other manufacturers uh, to touch on topics when we do classes. But, um, you know, we want to hear from people how we can do it better, because that's that's very important to me always. Uh, how do people get the most out of a class that, that Protect All puts together? And I've heard other manufacturers that, you know, intrigued to hear the same. So keep sharing it with us and uh, we'll definitely continue to do better on our side and, and add more to bring value to people that come to those classes. Let them know how to get a hold of you too. Yeah. ProtectAllFlooring.com. Thank you for that input there, Jeff. I appreciate that. No, it's All great, right. guys. Well, wrapping up here. Thanks, Jerry, for joining us. Uh, we have come upon our, our one hour, so we're going to shut this thing down. Um, the 
we'll go around last closing statement. Mine is what I got out of this whole thing is that the fact is, is we as a as a uh, flooring community overall, it's it's the smallest big industry I know of, like the, the one you can sit across the table from the CEO of Shaw or Mohawk at a luncheon at just a general <laughs> flooring convention. Um, mm -hmm. It's the smallest big industry I know. And everybody, you've heard it across the, the table here, everybody's willing to help one another. So get involved, join, and that is in its very nature uniting. If if you go to these things where everybody congregates and make these shows, the installer has a bigger presence, you will be listened to more. It's Go Careers Rally Cry to give the installer a voice, but you have to take your your steps and you got to take your part. So that's my my two cents. Sonny, I'll go right down the list. What's your any closing thoughts there, sir? Uh, the biggest thing for me is going to be ASTM. I always talk about ASTM. Um, if there's ever a complaint or a problem on one of your job sites, you will be judged by one or multiple ASTM standards. And it drives me crazy when people don't know what those standards are. So join take is $75 to join as a uh, individual join and understand those documents. And I promise you, promise you, it will help you with headaches on a job site. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, Sonny. It was, it was awesome. Good to see you again. Yes, sir. Always good to see you. Appreciate you having me. How about you, Beth? I'll go back to the communication part. Uh, make use of your trade publications. I mean, I want to plug FCI Magazine, but the truth is reach out to Jeff at Pro Installer. Reach out to Floor Covering News. Reach out to Weekly. Let us know what you guys are doing. I mean, we're, we represent the voice of the industry, but we can only put out there what we get. So if no one's talking to us, then nothing's going out. So please, just whoever you feel most comfortable with, reach out to that person, that magazine. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, if I, I can say one one idea. more thing, her point was was spot on because she wasn't selfish. She mentioned all the other publications that are out there, and if you get in the minutia of all this training, we all support each other, right? Yeah. There may be there may be some here or there. I get it. It's political. It's going to happen. But if you get down to it, we all support each other because we all want to support the installer who's on the job site. Yeah. We're not selling anything but education. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the same goes for the trades publications. Like, honestly, yep. yes, we're all competing for the same news. But at the end of the day, you're going to see us all sitting together at, that's at right. an event somewhere. So that's right. That's right. Jose, what's your uh, closing thoughts? All right. Closing thoughts are that, you know, if if, if, if really the, the topic of the conversation was how can we bring the industry together and, and unite, it's. Um, Existing installers out there who uh, aren't aren't really strong for the certification or don't really push for certification or training, do your best to change your mindset, right? Because uh, the amount of information you're going to get and the the knowledge you're going to gain um, is very very minimal to the uh, opportunities that you're going to have in front of you through the social capital that you're going to create. The social capital alone. Um, is worth its weight in gold. And even if you go through trainings and don't get certifications, at least you're increasing the, that capital to where you have someone you can call. And if someone calls you because you're you're climbing the ranks of someone who's knowledgeable, then you're going to know someone that you can refer them to if you don't have an answer. And I think that that's really what is going to unite everyone under the same blanket is, is having that, that, that social capital, that the ability to lean on the industry for questions and answers. That, that that is that is really what is going to help each other out. Well said, thanks, sir. Awesome, Daniel. We're talking about being united, right? Let's. We're all everyone, manufacturers, retailers, stores, installers. We're all here to put in a beautiful floor that's going to last the lifetime of that the floor that's supposed to be down, right? So we need to get together, like you said especially as installers, we're kind of that minority group at these shows and stuff. So we need to group together even more so that way our presence is known. So if the more people we get out there, they have to start paying attention to us. Yeah, it's not, yeah We're not just right. that afterthought. Yep. So 
let's come together. Let's go to these shows. Let's hang out, man. Let's talk to each other. That's yep. uh that's what it's that's all right. about. And that's right. I know yeah, so if you're, if a lot you're of the watching shows, this, you don't, you don't have a lot of time, like thing I only seen Sonny for dinner one time <laughs> as services, <laughs> but hey, we still hung out. Made time. That's right. Well, if you're if you're uh in the audience, you like any um of the topics that we've talked about or that you know you're you um have found some things that struck you know, struck a chord with you, please consider liking, subscribing, comment on the, 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 uh, Facebook pages and, and YouTube help us out there. But importantly, we'd like to know what, what, um, what topics you guys want to, you know, have us discuss. We've got a lot of years and, and access to, uh, many of the industry professionals. So consider a like and subscribe. And with that, I'm going to, uh, wrap this thing up. Everybody, thank you so much for coming. It was a blast. Um, as usual, you know, we we came right up on the hour. It went faster than I even expected. So that's what happens when you're when you're By the way, guys, before we started, Paul said I want to keep this at around a half hour. 30 minutes. And you see <laughs> and you seen me laugh. You seen me we, laugh right when you said that too. So. we did it twice. Yeah. <laughs> we did it twice. I love twice it. Twice is good. <laughs> Thanks. All right, guys. We'll have uh, a Thanks. great rest of your Fourth of July. Yeah, thank you. All right. Thank see you guys. Have a All right. Day. See you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, guys.